Did you guys know that when we record Let's Adult Podcast, we not only record audio, but visual as well? We know you guys love to hear our voices, but if you also want to see our reactions, become a Patreon member now. It's the only way to access these recordings. Okay, Sonia, what in the world is Patreon? I'm so glad you asked. Patreon is a membership platform that allows you to provide monthly financial support for your favorite creators, including your favorite podcast, Let's Adult, so we can continue making the content you love. Your generous contributions help to offset our out-of-pocket expenses. Ooh. Well, we certainly could use the help, but what are we giving listeners for all this much-needed support? In exchange for this appreciated support, patron members will receive goodies from the adulting crew, such as 10% off all merch, patron recognition, and access to unedited videos and ad-free content. Uh, See, this is probably why you do the business stuff, because I thought that stuff was available to all our listeners. No. Even though we love all of our supporters, these perks are a special thank you to those who choose to help us with the necessary expenses of creating new content. Well, you certainly sold it. I guess the only thing left to do is tell the listeners where they sign up. You can support us and get access to exclusive perks on our website at letsadultpod.com or by searching Let's Adult on patreon.com. That not only sounds easy, I know I'm speaking for both of us when I say it is so appreciated. I want to say thank you in advance to all those listeners who support us. Hi, I'm Sonia. And I'm Genevieve. Welcome to Let's Adult, the podcast designed to ask the question, are we adulting yet? Join us every Tuesday where we will be discussing the trials and tribulations of adulting in the modern world. We will be sharing our personal stories of all those not-so-cute messes we've made along the way. You can find us streaming now on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, and Spotify. Sweaters are out and the pumpkin spice lattes are flowing. That's right. We're in the full swing of fall. And while most of you are snuggling up with your warm, sugary beverages, the rest of us are brutally aware of what the fall season truly means. You guessed it, talking about family holiday gatherings, the good, the bad, and the Jerry Springer level theatrics. (laughs) Sonia, I have a confession to make. Okay. I've uh, I've actually never had a Starbucks pumpkin spice latte. (gasps) What? But you're a college student. I know, right? <laughs> you would think that this is my my season. This is my jam. I mean, there's yeah. a ton of people hashtagging this crazy crap anyway. Right. I, I'm, what what even happened? Where did this come from? All of a sudden, sweater weather is now immediately connected to pumpkin spice latte. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we didn't have we didn't have anything to. Um, well, I don't know if that's like a negative thing to say. I'm trying to be positive today. Because our last episode was so heavy. But there's there's like Halloween, which is this huge holiday with candy and costumes. It's like a $4 billion, la, 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 la. And then there's yes. Thanksgiving. And then all of a sudden we have Christmas, which is $10,000, $10 million, whatever, with yeah. presents and Santa and all this stuff. So maybe pumpkin spice is to, uh, what is the fancy word when, you, when you're talking about consumerism? To make something... Yeah viable right we want <laughs> sell we want to sell something during the thanksgiving time of year and that something is sweaters 
and fall leaves and pumpkin spice everything. Yeah. And if anyone did it the right way, it's Starbucks. Uh, Mm -hmm. So I tried to dig in a little bit about these pumpkin spice that I just don't understand. Mm -hmm. It wasn't created that long ago, 2003. So I guess Hmm. a good chunk, a couple of decades almost. Um, But since then, it has spurred into a triple million dollar industry. And one that one of the numbers that popped up is $5 million for $500 million? $500 yes. million? Yes. Okay. We need a, an idea. <laughs> what are we doing wrong? <laughs> we need an idea? Like, like yeah. fall leaves or the color it's, orange. Yes. And we need to turn it into yeah. a flavor. I guess that's what pumpkin spice is. It's it's orange in a flavor. It, it's fall for your mouth, I guess. <laughs> oh, hashtag, hashtag. <laughs> fall for your mouth. Okay. It okay. is fall for your mouth. But some people have taken it too far. And uh, part of that multi-million dollar, it, when it starts going into the billion dollar level industry, that is other people who are also jumping on the mm-hmm. pumpkin spice latte the bandwagon, wagon, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. So I'm sure you've heard of some crazy food products, but I pulled out just a couple of what I thought was the craziest. Okay. I have to say though, as a as a someone who enjoys cooking and really enjoys food and experimenting with food, pumpkin spice flavored anything in the food is really not that odd. You know, there's curries that are made out of pumpkin and pumpkin puree, and we've been using cloves and cinnamon and recipes for ever since the beginning of time. Right. It's not necessarily that odd. I know I see these websites about, can you believe um, <laughs> pumpkin spice sausages? That's really not that crazy. I right. mean, pork that sounds and amazing. potato go, yeah, yeah. pork and mm-hmm. potato go really, or pumpkin Squash. go really well together. Yep. Mm-hmm. So not that crazy. However, pumpkin pie Pringles did strike me as odd. Wait, Pringle, that's a chip. Pringles, that's a chip. Can you imagine having a crunchy pie-flavored chip in your mouth? You know, the chip world really does weird shit like that. They really do. Like, there's... Aren't... Is it Doritos that does a a mystery flavor every year? And it's something weird? Well, I think Lay's has gotten really crazy with it. Like sardine flavors or something? They have chicken and waffles now. They Mm -hmm. have biscuits and gravy and a bunch of other comfort food item mm-hmm. to put in chip form so but you know what if the if if pumpkin spice is a 500 million dollar industry good for lays for trying to get the new pumpkin spice going i don't know yeah, what I, I, I don't know what it is but they're trying they're they're working on it <laughs> they're right? it's a good old go- college try for sure yeah yeah so i didn't think the food was was too out there, but it's even gotten to the point where people are using it as beauty product, either scented or maybe flavored. I don't know why you would need to taste your beauty products, but <laughs> pumpkin spice is apparently <laughs> okay. Wait, you are the professional here. Am I doing something wrong? Should I be tasting my makeup? That's why I look so amazing because <laughs> I eat it instead of put it on my face. No, don't taste I've... your makeup. Don't do okay. it. Okay, unless right, it's totally. for your lips, don't taste it. 
Okay. It's not good, good to know. So, no. so I can't imagine why you would need to have pumpkin spice themed makeup then. Um, yeah, but there like is, a, all- if there's a pumpkin spice, condi- uh, not conditioner, uh, concealer where it's wrong. <laughs> You're wrong. Run. Right. That's <laughs> no. the line I think right there. <laughs> Household cleaners is also pumpkin spice household cleaners. Do you love the smell of pumpkin spice that much that you want to clean your entire house with it? No, no, it's, it, no. no. In fact, right? I'm, I'm, I, I don't know how big this group is, but I'm one of the people who doesn't like the the pumpkin spice or the pumpkin flavored uh, candles. There, oh, it's it's so plasticky. It's so mm. fake smelling. I don't like it. I like it oh, when yeah. if pumpkin pie is cooking in the oven. That's the pumpkin flavor yeah, I like. That's the smell, the smell I want. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Give but me the real I thing. I don't want it in a candle or shampoo or anything like that because it's whatever that flavor is, it doesn't smell good to me. I agree mm-hmm. with you. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Which I have to stop comes- scowling so much. I'm getting wrinkles. <laughs> For all of those who are watching this instead of listening, I scowl a lot and it needs to end. We're, we could get some duct tape or something and just tape that up, get that going. Yeah, the scowl, you know, the scowls start right around this time of year when I realize that my whole family is going to be judging me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes. Oh. And see, maybe that is exactly why people like pumpkin spice lattes. Do you think they're hiding their booze in there? Is that why they already? <laughs> yeah. No, I love it. No, that... I love it. Yes. Now let's do that. I think that's why everyone in their mm-hmm. hand you're not yes. fooling us pumpkin spice latte people no. okay we know you slipped your bourbon in there that's yes. why you're in such a good mood not because that. of the pumpkin spice although Yay. my family god bless them doesn't need to hide anything they just come right out and they're like i'm i don't care i'm doing it i'm not hiding here's <laughs> no the bottle pumpkin spice needed <laughs> it has my name on it i claimed it don't touch it yeah <laughs> Well, that is perfect because I was just about to ask you, and now I feel like you have a really good response. (laughs) Uh, What are, can you give me one of your worst family holiday stories? I'm pretty sure we all have them. So you just take your pick of the winner, but it's so hard to decide. It's so hard. It's overwhelming to work out. I'm going to preface this by saying that I love my family. I know that they're going to listen to this and I'm going to be a hundred percent honest with you guys. And if it offends my family, I apologize, but I'm pretty sure that because I'm so outspoken, they already know this. My family's nuts and they're nuts, not in like a violent, (laughs) aggressive, I need therapy way. They're nuts because we just, the family trauma is deep. It's real deep. (laughs) And it all comes out during the holidays. People start to twitch a little. Yeah. yeah. My uh my mom, God bless her, is um she's obsessed with the holidays. And it's it's not it's not the kind of obsession where she needs nine Christmas trees and she's decorating things like crazy and whatever. Her obsession comes around the idea that if the family isn't together, and this is I don't know that this is real, this is just my perception of her. If the family isn't together on the holidays, it is not the holidays. Like something has gone tragically wrong and she's upset and she's crying and she needs to cook and she needs to, you know what I mean? Like prepare and prep and do whatever it is that she's doing. I know that this trauma comes from her mother because her mother was one of those like Stepford wives type people Uh and her self-identity and self-worth came from how well she decorated the tree and how well her children looked 
like whether they were stable or not didn't matter but if they were dressed nice and they had like you know the nice car then everything was fine so um so my point is that every holiday there's some sort of amazing like what the fuck just happened situation (laughs) (laughs) you know um i've done a lot of work to forget that and let it go um but and here I am making you I dig know. it all back up. You're, just I'm reliving unpack it. your luggage. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. The the one this isn't necessarily like an event as much as it's just a little snapshot into my past. Uh, there was a moment in time where um, I was well, 260 pounds. I just ate myself into. I ate all my emotions and all my feelings and. Uh, there were there were some dark years in my past that really reflected in my body shape. And one Thanksgiving, my dad came over for the holiday and I opened up the front door, really excited to see him. And his remark to me was, damn, you got big. Oh, my God. And I was like, oh, OK, let me take a moment to collect myself so that I can survive the next like 24 hours of my life with you because now what you've essentially said is now I'm not allowed to eat in front of you during Thanksgiving when the entire holiday is to eat and P.S. you're fat as well because this trauma runs deep and you're holding a Costco size pecan pie (laughs) I I love it there's so much happening right now and I don't know how to process Yeah. Those of us in this know what it means when the holidays start coming around. It's that. It's it's like getting our, like, our just selves ready for Mm -hmm. attack of all things family. (laughs) God. I mean, the whole... The, the whole messed up idea behind family, like the root of the trauma, in my opinion, is that there's this idea that because you're family, you're not allowed to go away from anybody. Like you can't divorce your family, which I've learned you can. But mm-hmm. theoretically, like their family, blood is thicker than water, whatever. So you're then given permission to say whatever the hell you want, regardless of somebody's feelings. And instead of looking at me and saying, or thinking in your brain silently, there's obviously mm-hmm. something wrong with my child because she weighs 260 mm-hmm. pounds and it happened in a year. Instead of calculating like, wow, she might need some outreach. The reaction is, damn, you got big. Yep. <laughs> Family is just oh, apparently yes. given this permission to say oh. whatever comes to mind because, well, you can't push me away. I'm here right. forever. I'm <laughs> your family. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm your family. I'm your mother. So, which I yeah. heard and used. So I don't know mm. where that puts me in the line. <laughs> <laughs> well, I I have a very similar. Mine is also a Thanksgiving story. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, I I too have many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, when I was trying to think of one that stood out, the the one that comes to mind. Um, my family doesn't normally have this tradition, so I don't, don't know why they felt compelled to go around the table and state what they were thankful for, but it was what we were doing at the Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. table. It was kind of after our meal and we were just all having fairly light conversation, but 
everyone went around and it, my family is very religious. So most of them thanked God in some capacity right. and that they were thankful that they had a, you know, a family that uh, goes to church or they were thankful that God blessed them with fill in the blank there. Right. And, you know, we had all gone around uh, the table and I think I had said mine and everyone else. I do not know why my mother felt compelled to say this. Oh God. Other than I'm already having trauma. Form- <laughs> I'm having trauma. The only thing I can justify or reason as to why this thought popped in her head was the four bottles of wine she had downed throughout oh. the remainder of the night told yes. her to do so. Uh-huh. But she blurted out to the family that I don't believe in God or an afterlife. And I had not mentioned that to my family. I think that you don't, that you don't believe in God. So she outed, she outed you at the Thanksgiving dinner table. Oh yeah. Just (sighs) ran the bus right up, toot toot, right over me. Just (laughs) (laughs) that's terrifying and horrible. I'm so sorry that happened to you. I spent the remainder of the night trying to explain to my family that I respected them just as much, mm-hmm. even though I was not religious and that I was in fact a good person and still had morals because somehow the conversation quickly went to, well, if you don't believe in God or a heaven, then why don't you just go murder people right now? Why is that the first thought, by the way, that religious people have when you're not a part of their religion? And I said, why? What? I don't. Uh, of course, I have morals. I came from this family. Do you guys think nothing of me? <laughs> uh, so that that was an interesting experience. After spending an hour of explaining that, I took only about three minutes to pack up my mom's shit and get her out of the house. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. For sure. I'm surprised you had to pack anything. Did you just have like a oh. go bag at the door? It was like, "Mom, go wait in the car. I'll say goodbye for us." And- <laughs> Oh my God. That's terrible. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry that happened to you. I think yeah. that uh one of the one of the big stresses around this time of year and one of the reasons why this episode is even happening is because now that the election is over, we are approaching um the dreaded holiday season. And for the next eight weeks, we the entire country I don't know that I can include the world in this. I hope that that the world doesn't have to deal with this, but at least America and our traditions means that we are all in for it for the next eight months. No. <laughs> oh, God. The next eight weeks uh, with, <sighs> with family traditions and family um, expectations and, oh, yes. Lord. It'll be interesting to see how this works out this year, being that it's COVID and those expectations are now you know, they have to change. They're different. Yeah. They're different. They have Mm -hmm. to be. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know about you, but we have traditions of really the entire family, which for us is a very large family getting together. And we have very large homes. I don't, I don't want to say a small space because my family has been blessed to be fairly wealthy, but, um, Still, nobody wants to be in the same room with each other or the same. <laughs> Maybe they're using COVID as an excuse. Who knows? <laughs> six feet apart. Six feet apart. Yeah, six feet yeah. apart. Yes. Uh, so it's it's going to look different this year because now we're not going to be able to sit around the same table, shoulder to shoulder, elbow to elbow, discussing why I don't believe in God. Oh God. So, does, does that relieve your stress or does it give you more stress? 
you know, it's it's such a weird family is such a weird thing. <laughs> I am relieved to explain my spirituality to my mm-hmm. family, but I, I'm going to miss their company. Yeah, you know, I live really far away mm-hmm. now, so I don't have the opportunity to see them on non-holiday related encounters, Mm -hmm. which is unfortunate because now I I miss them so much that I'm willing to put up with the holidays just to see them. Isn't that amazing? (laughs) My whole family lives within a mile of me. I mean, there's only four of us. So, well, four, six, six of us. We all fit in a minivan. Bottom line. Oh my goodness. If we we needed to escape the the apocalypse, we could rent a minivan and we could all get out. Yeah. You guys are set. We're ready. <laughs> We're ready. ready. Um, but because we all live within a mile of each other, there is no excuse for not getting together for the holidays. And I've spent, uh, what, 19 years, 20 years now, I've been part of the adult world with the fact, or because of the fact that I have children slash was married. And I spent most of that time trying to come up with excuses of why we can't get together. You know, oh, the kids, oh, I have to go to my in-laws. Oh, I don't know. And now that I don't, I don't need an excuse anymore. Um, now I kind of want to see my family and I can't because of COVID. And there's this whole new like rush of anxiety. I actually felt this today. I was in um, a, a store, like a home store, and they had all the Thanksgiving stuff out. And I was like, holy crap, I have to cook Thanksgiving for the first time in my life. I have to like... Are, are all these traditions that are coming that we do every single year and we've done since my mother was a child, do I have to do those? Do my kids care? Ooh, what do I do? I'm, I'm starting to itch just thinking about it. <laughs> if anything says adulting, it's having a mental breakdown in the middle of a home goods yes! store. Yes, <laughs> I did that today. I adulted today. And then, Check. I, yeah, and then I, I, I actually started laughing because I knew we were going to be doing this episode tonight. And I thought to myself, this is so, this is like the epitome of the question. Are we adulting yet? Right? Like, mm-hmm. does it matter that I don't know how to make a turkey? Am I an adult? Like, I kind of feel like, remember we were talking about those badges? Like every time you accomplish an adult thing, like, oh, I paid my yes. taxes on time. I get yes. a little scout badge for it. I you kinda, want a turkey badge? I kind of want a turkey badge. Like, I, I mean, we have to wait to see if I can actually do it. The turkey is in the refrigerator it, or the freezer. It's it's there. And I'm I'm starting to, you know, collect things for the the, the dinner for three people. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to make mm-hmm. enough food for a damn village, but an army. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. So when I when the when the, the meal has been completed and everyone is full and satisfied, I, I do want like a little you did it badge. Yeah. Yeah. Little, I accomplished it. Absolutely. Yeah. Even people who, who do this every year, I, I think that's what they, they live for. Oh. I mean, I just have images of like grandparents and I have a, a particular family member who always wants to do pies. Um, mm-hmm. She always wants to do desserts. And it, it's just so self-serving because then she spends the entire dinner talking about, oh, I bet you can't wait to get to dessert. I <laughs> right. brought this. And then while we're eating dessert, isn't that the best? What did you think about? I see you didn't get a big enough slice of that. I'll go grab you a second slice of. Right. It is just 
fishing, fishing, fishing for compliments. Right. It's almost like you just want to, as soon as she walks in the door, before we've even had appetizers, the pie's delicious. I loved it. Thank you for making it. And then <laughs> let's get it out of the way. I mean, you could just hand me a cup of sugar and it would be delicious. I don't sure. Like pie isn't hard. It's a, it's sugar. It's, it's flour and sugar. Of course it's good. Yeah. Delicious. Think of some of the crap we put in our bodies that's flour Absolutely. and sugar that tastes like cardboard. Like, of course and, your pie is going to taste good. And if we're really being <clears throat> honest with ourselves, I, I know from what I see of most of my family members, you don't see the pie underneath the whipped cream anyway. So you might no. as well just spray that can <laughs> right in your mouth. Yes. I don't even think it's about the uh, pie. Is it no. about the pie? <laughs> No, and I think I feel like if if I was in charge of family traditions and I trusted myself around sh- flour and sugar, which I do not, um, I I do not eat it because um, I would continue to be two hundred sixty pounds. But if I could trust myself around that, and I was in charge of family traditions, I would make it. I would make Thanksgiving just just pies. Like, why are we eating a turkey? Nobody yeah. likes turkey. Let's Everybody wants it. the dark meat, and there's like this much dark meat. And by oh this my way, gosh, we like, we need to get our families together because nobody in my dark meat, they all want the white meat. Why? Because of the cranberry I, sauce? I have no idea. I think the dark meat is delicious, but it is. it's always about the white meat. And, you know, depending on who made the turkey that year, it's mm-hmm. an 80% chance that that white meat is dry and you're like trying yeah. to chomp through it. And then you end up drinking more wine than you really needed to, right. but you're well, justifying it because you're it. like, well, the turkey was so dry, you mm-hmm. know? <laughs> yeah. The only reason that white turkey tastes good is because either it was cooked by a professional or it has a pound of cranberry sauce on top of it or sugar more sugar i'm just gonna add one more alternative in there you said a pound and my mind immediately went to butter which i do think make a turkey very delicious (laughs) is it time right now can we eat it right now i actually (laughs) this is another bad confession but i do actually make a turkey every year for myself And I make sandwiches out of it and turkey soup and turkey everything else and really live off of it for the remainder of the the week, if not the month. So your flavor is not pumpkin spice. It's actually turkey. It's actually turkey. Okay. Yeah. I I am a big (laughs) white bird fan. Um, I just love sandwiches. And if it's turkey, chicken, doesn't matter to me. I just like that white bird and some mayonnaise. I know that's gross, but that's kind of what I look forward to. <laughs> and I understand. I, I went straight again, um, went straight for the turkey cranberry sandwich when you were talking mm-hmm. about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, you know what? I, I don't mean to interrupt this tangent that we're on, but I feel like it's really important to talk about the elephant in the room right now. And that is that you are a phenomenal chef. I don't, I, chef stop, is, stop, I, stop, I think you're supposed stop. to get paid stop. for it. If you... Stop. You're so good. And maybe it's either that you are actually really, really good at cooking. And I love everything that you've ever put in my mouth. <laughs> or I just have been surrounded by bad cooks my entire life, which I know for a fact is not the truth because my mother is also a divine chef. And I say chef in the, in the reason I say chef is because that's like a certain level of respect. Like everybody can cook. I can cook, but you, but I don't chef. Okay. Right. 
that's yeah. like a that's a level and you're damn good at it and i think the entire world yeah. needs to know about that thank you okay carry on i just oh had my to say god that. thank you i mean <laughs> really the, everything the, the secret is the butter that's why i say a pound mm-hmm. of butter really goes <laughs> goes on everything <laughs> that's that's where i'm making the mistake i don't put butter on my turkey so we're gonna have to get together later and figure that out yeah that's true that's true mm-hmm. you have to tell me well, what your secrets are <laughs> Well, in addition to using butter to make everything taste better, um, there are other things that help grease the wheels of family gatherings. So I have done my best uh, to put together a little list of things that you can do to prepare yourself. A little mental health self-care list, I hope. That's exactly it. Yes. So we know from previous episodes that I have my degree in psychology. That Mm -hmm. does not make me a therapist. This advice is all coming from the hours and hours and years of my life with a professional therapist who has told me these are the things that you should do. So I'm passing along my wisdom to you now. Mm -hmm. We are not doctors and we do not claim to be. Not at all. Not even close. Not even close. But these are our experiences. (laughs) Yes, but I have had lots of encounters with said doctors and Mm -hmm. these are the things they tell me. So Mm -hmm. the first one is if you're going to have time with your family and you know it's going to be something that may kind of pull in the wrong places and push the wrong buttons, you're going to want to allow some time for yourself just to get centered and mentally prepared. Like before, during, or after, or all? Oh, man. I say all. Yeah. <laughs> you set your watch for every 15 mm-hmm. Go scream into a pillow in the guest bedroom. Yeah, mm-hmm. go for it. <laughs> I like that a lot. What are some of your favorite yes. mental health? Uh, like, do you, are you talking about like short little moments? Or are you talking about like manicures and pedicures? Because I think it really depends on your m- mental health Static, like what works for you. So what works for me is zero contact with other humans because that's part of my overwhelming, you know, experience of the holidays. It's just too many people. And I love my family and I enjoy spending time with them, but it is exhausting having to come up with conversations and talk about my life. And then, you know, you end up doing that, that like circle around the room, Mm -hmm. right? So you end up selling the same stories every single time. I'll give you a perfect example. I'm coming back from Virginia for the holidays. I almost want to just gather all of my aunts and uncles on the couch all at once so I can be like, yes, school is going great. Of course, it's awful. I hate it. I'm so glad to be back home. No, I'm not dating anyone. I'm not getting married or having babies anytime soon. (laughs) Let's Let's move on because now I'll have to go round the room Mm. as everyone's having their individual conversations with their glass of wine and I'll do my, you know, rounds of, oh, I've missed you so much. And they will all ask the same question. So how's school going? Mm -hmm. How do you like it in Virginia? Yep. So for me, the time before family is locking myself in the bedroom and not talking to anyone for about an hour. I like that. I like that a lot. I wish I could tell you what I do, but I don't do anything. Um, and maybe that's been the problem. Maybe this is <laughs> we got to figure it out. This is the new tradition. Uh, I definitely. Um, it's so weird to me that we don't take care of ourselves, but we spend so much time and energy taking care of others. And I don't mean to sound like a martyr or anything. I'm just. I, I think about my children and how protective I've been with my children around family trauma, um, and just reiterating that you know 
grandma is, um, uh, what is the word? Guilt tripping you right now. That doesn't belong yeah. to you. Like, I'll say it right in front of her, too. Like, oh, grandma's guilt tripping you right now. You guys don't need to take that on. And she, she'll mm-hmm. say, like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm just concerned or whatever the situation may be. Um, so I'm really good at, at playing interference for my kids and allowing them to have space and making excuses for them so they don't have to join in on the chaos. But for myself, I'm just like, sure what do you need from me yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh. so maybe this is my something i need to look at this year while i'm alone for the this <laughs> is it for the holiday <laughs> i'm yes. finally getting what i always wanted <laughs> <laughs> i just don't want to have to cook anything so if you could have it delivered i'd really appreciate it I think Whole Foods and Nugget Market does oh something my very similar. They give you a turkey. Yeah. They tell you what to set your oven temp at and how long to set the timer. It, it's pretty, pretty nice. I just don't want but, to cook it. Yeah. I just want it delivered hot. Okay. All right. Well, I have the turkey. You don't get, I just don't want to. You don't get the turkey badge if that happens. Oh, so Okay. I'll do it. I'll try it. All right. Yeah. Okay. To be continued. We'll follow up and see how that went. So. One of the other things I have as my tips and tricks for you is to have clear expectations. And this is, mm. I don't know, sounds maybe obvious, maybe a little harsh, um, but this is where you're going to have to get real, real with yourself and admit how the holidays have gone traditionally mm. in the past for every year, despite you thinking and hoping this year is going to be the year where we get along. And my mom is going to say that one really positive, supportive comment to me that I've been waiting to hear my 32 years of, it's probably not going to happen. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) History has told me that it doesn't happen. So Mm -hmm. uh, having clear expectations going into the holidays is a really, really important part of your mental health. Yes. Yeah, I, you've got to be able to admit to yourself that those things and deepest, darkest desires probably won't happen. Or mm. even something as simple as saying a fight will probably happen or yeah. Uncle Bob or whoever is probably going to have one too many glasses of wine and tell me that same story about him on the fishing boat back in you know the 70s. Right. Right. Just prepare I, yourself. <laughs> I don't want to jump ahead here because I don't I, I don't know if you have this in your list or not, but does this um can we marry this with uh boundaries? Because I feel like expectations and boundaries have they're like bookends, right? Yes. And yes. I I only started to experiment with expectations when I was forced to create boundaries. And mm-hmm. with those boundaries, it was like, okay these expectations do you see what i'm trying to say i don't know why i have a podcast when i can't figure out what to say but they they are together and i didn't i didn't look at expectations until i started looking at boundaries is what i'm trying to say yeah they do they go hand in hand they really do and so one of my my other tips is to to focus on what's within your control and you're absolutely right that goes hand in hand with expectations if you know that someone is going to say that same comment they say every year, that is outside your control. However, Mm -hmm. now that you know it and you've set up your expectations, you are in control of how you react to it. (gasps) This is my favorite. I love this. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. So creating those bounds as far as even 
something as simple as not letting it bother you because you've already prepared yourself that mm-hmm. it's going to happen and you are control of yourself not responding to that highly volatile comment that your right. family member just said. You can set boundaries about what conversation topics are off limits and just kind of you use the trick of, oh, I got to go refresh my drink or, oh, let's go check on the turkey. You're going to be making a turkey. This is why we cook, <laughs> by the way. Okay. I understand So that we now. have an excuse yes. to be like, ah, oh, shit, that's burning. I can, do you smell that? I got to go. I've um, never had that excuse, man. God. It's a really lovely excuse. I <sighs> think after you have this, there's no going back. I, I think you're right. With what just popped into my head while you were talking was obviously we are living in a very politically charged uh, environment right now. And I am blessed with a family who all believes the same thing. So I don't have to have this political conversation, but you are so lucky. Those, I know. <laughs> I know. We might be a little, but we definitely all believe the same thing and we don't, we don't fight about politics or religion. Um, for our listeners out there that are divided and they have people who are on both sides of the aisle or both sides of the religious conversation or whatever it is, mm-hmm. I would assume that this tactic is going to be more crucial than ever this holiday mm-hmm. season and prepping that now, like what are we three weeks out from Thanksgiving? Yeah. Seven weeks out from Christmas, like prepping that game plan. Is it too mm-hmm. dramatic to call it a game plan? Like it's like it's not because it is. It oh, is God. very much a strategy, and it is. Yes. Once you've used it for family and during the holidays, I encourage you to add it to your toolkit for the rest of your life because. Mm-hmm. Having a strategy and a game plan going into situations that you knowingly will encounter some confrontation is going to be one of the best things for your mental health moving forward. You, you got to have a plan. And, you know, I am one of those in a family that has different points. I'm the only one with my viewpoint, oh. of, at least of the political standing and to a large degree, the religious standpoint as well. So for those of you who are in similar situations where you feel like you can't even be your true self around your own family, I get it. I've been there. This is helps pick those topics that are so important to you that you refuse to do what I have done my almost my entire life and just smile and nod and tell them, yeah, yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right, and then move on. Either decide that you are going to stand up for yourself and tell them exactly what's on your mind and then pay the consequences or set those boundaries so that as soon as that conversation pops up, you can say, oh, you know what? I think I'd rather talk about something else or my favorite. Oh shit. Do you smell that? I think it's burning. What are your excuses? Just make sure that you know ahead of time. That's a conversation you're not going to touch. I think that's an amazing idea. I love that idea. Yeah. 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 I think that, that pre-game planning, the pre-game. Oh my gosh. Mm -hmm. Did I just make a football reference? I don't mean that as like, oh, I'm such a girl. I don't understand. Well, it depends because my understanding of pregame is um, drinking lots of alcohol for, at a cheaper price before going to the club. So it depends <laughs> on. <laughs> well, that too. That too. But what I mean, <laughs> Oh, tailgating is what I meant. Tailgating. Um, okay. okay I, I, got, I got crossed up here. What, what I mean is I, I love the idea of going into the holiday season prepared for 
the questions, like the questions we all mm-hmm. know we're going to be asked or the expectations that we all are expecting. Ugh. Yeah. Just I, it's game. Yeah. Pre-game for yeah. sure. Absolutely. <laughs> And part of that pre-gaming is one of my other tips, and that's just take a few seconds before responding. And this one I still struggle with. I don't I don't know that any of us will perfect this. And if you have, please tell me how because my therapist I've paid my therapist for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's one of the really hard ones for me, but it it really will prove to be very successful for you if you can take a few seconds, maybe even run through your immediate response in your head before Mm -hmm. saying it out loud so that you can figure out maybe I should reword it or no, this guy definitely needs to hear it that way. Yes. (laughs) Yes. I love that. So what is your opinion then Genevieve on, um, uh, I, mm, maybe I'm going too deep into this. I I am starting to Mm -hmm. question my, my thought now, but we just had this conversation about women's rights in our last, yep. you know, um, episode. And now yeah. we're having this conversation about boundaries around family. And it's mm-hmm. sort of intermixing with in my brain about like, are you married yet? Do you have kids mm-hmm. yet? What are you doing? Like, yes. who cares that you're getting a master's degree? We want to know right. where the val- where your personal value is and what's coming out of your, yeah. of your lady bits next. Right. <laughs> because yeah. That's, that's really where your personal value lies. So when absolutely we as women have been trained to just sit down shut up and smile like oh mm-hmm. and i find myself doing that mm-hmm. all the time still to this day is this an opportunity for us to prepare what we're going to say in a really collected calm cool and collected way so that we can address these issues and stop just smiling and being pretty about it. Does it. Are you tracking me? Are you following me on this? I love. Yes, yes. And I and I love that. And I I've worked on little speeches myself in the past, and this one tends to be the one I I still have to have a speech about every single time. But trying to formulate that answer in your head when you get that inevitable question of what's coming out of your vagina next, in so many words. Uh, <laughs> Being able to respond that you are completely content with your life the way it is and that you're just really proud of yourself for your own academic accomplishments and you're just really focusing on you and you don't know that there ever will be that in the future is a great way to answer. I've certainly tried that in the past. My best recommendation, though, is, again, to know your expectations and to focus on what's within your control what they say in response to that speech that you did plan out is really outside of your control. And it may just end there. But at least you get to say at the end of all of it, you came there and you said what you wanted to say. I love all of that. I love it. Can I um, challenge our listeners to um, once they've attempted this, I mean, this, this might be after Christmas because it might take a couple. It might not even work this year because we're all in lockdown but i'd be really excited to hear some of these stories of people who have done this and like what they've overcome or did it backfire did it work out are there new boundaries set are you excited about next year i would love to know what our listeners the listener feedback would be i 
I also love that idea. Mm-hmm. I I would I would like to know your best adulting story. Yeah. Tell us if it was successful mm-hmm. or not so successful or what you learned from from it all together cuz let's face it, we've talked about this quite a bit. Adulting is a learning process. Mm-hmm. So even if you don't think it was necessarily a triumph, I I would also really love to hear how it how it all went down. Yeah, because the the uh, I've talked to Sophia about this. Um, I think even on this podcast in our first season, but there is this weird place where you are a child and you're supposed to respect your elders and you're supposed to respect your parents and your grandparents and teachers and bosses and all of these people who are somewhat above you, right? As a child, and then you go through this growing pains of tearing away from that idea and you're starting to find your place within where do you hold power? And then all of a sudden, even though you don't necessarily maybe feel it, you've become the older person that people are now looking up to, Mm -hmm. but you still, like that's where I am right now. I'm in the middle. Like I have kids that are looking up to me. I'm the parent and they want to please me or whatever. And so they shut their mouths and smile at whatever I say to them. But then I'm also doing the same thing to my parents who are still, you know, like it's this weird moment. So maybe adulting, has to do with when you finally come to terms with the fact that you have a voice, that your voice is valid, that your boundaries are valid, and that no matter who it is you're speaking to, the expectation is that they're either going to respect that or you're going to go away from them, maybe. Yes. yes. Yeah. And that that's, and that, that's huge. Yeah. And that goes past the family permissions. It, your family should treat you with the same level as re- of respect as anyone else. And you should be able to set boundaries, mm-hmm. probably more important to set boundaries with family than anyone else. Yes. Then, so all of those adulting accomplishments are that much more important with family because sometimes we really let them – we let them – take advantage of us more than we would anyone else in our lives, or we let them cross those boundaries, even when we do finally make them. And then we make up excuses for them later because, well, they're family and I love them or, oh, they didn't know better or whatever your excuse is. Mm -hmm. That's just our family dynamic or, yeah. Right. Right. I would yeah, I would encourage all of you, hold your family to the same standards. I, they impact your life so much and almost more than a lot of the friendships you have. They should be adding positivity to your life, not negativity. Yes, yes that's beautiful. I love yes. that. Yes. So are you excited about this holiday season or are you sort of feeling like you have a pit in your stomach about it? <sighs> There are always aspects about the pit in my stomach. Uh, My mother doesn't drink anymore, so at least I can avoid those awkward alcohol-fueled conversations. So that is quite a relief, and this will be my very first holiday without that. So I'm I'm eager and excited and anticipatory in that respect. Um, I'm also just really, really fucking excited to be back in California. Yes, (laughs) I can't wait. I can't really be in the same room with you. Yes. I, I think that's what I'm most excited about is being back in California with the people that I identify as family, both blood and, and non-blood related. Mm-hmm. And um, I would say, you know, percentage wise, I'm definitely more excited than I am and bad gut feeling. Okay, good. Yeah. I'm excited too. <laughs> can't wait. I think that we might actually be figuring this out. 
like the two of us mm-hmm. might actually be figuring out the answer to the question, are we adulting yet? And every time I know, and every time I don't want to get too cocky or too excited, but every time we do one of these episodes together, I get more and more excited about the fact that all the little neurons are starting to connect and I'm starting to understand what does it mean to be an adult. And I think that one of the most important things to be an adult is boundaries, expectations, and self-care, regardless of who you're talking to. Yes, 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 yes. I mean, do we need to say anything else? Oh, and Botox. That's (laughs) clear. Well, that's it. I guess we don't need to do any more podcasts, you guys. Boundaries, expectations, respect, and Botox. Yes. Oh, oh, hashtag. But actually, we we need to do a couple more because I have some more questions. And I want to know, how did your adulting work out for you this holiday season? And I mean that to the the, um, listeners, because, of course, I will be with you as much as possible. So I'll know your story already. Yeah, you will. It'll be amazing. (laughs) COVID Thanksgiving. Yeah. Yeah. We're, it's going to work. We're going to make it work. Okay. So I'm literally in my closet hiding from the world, trying to get away from my dog. So I don't have to edit out their noises and they're sitting right there with their noises. <laughs> I can't hear it. Oh, good. Yeah. I can't hear it. Okay, good. Oh, yeah. If I have to edit so- out noises in the closet, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. <laughs> I'm not even <laughs> safe in the closet. that'll be another episode all right so among all of these if i could just say fantastic tips and tricks that i've given you and i hope you all use Mm -hmm. lastly i just want to make sure everyone knows that even if you don't do one or all of these steps i want to make sure that you take that time to unwind recharge reset and decompress Mm -hmm. after whatever happened over the holidays and that gathering. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I would go a step further and say after every event, because, well, I mean, it might not, it might not happen this year, but in previous years, it's, you know, the Friendsgiving and then the Thanksgiving and Mm -hmm. then the Christmas party and then the work party and then the friends ornament exchange and then some sort of white elephant situation. And then, and it just goes on for fucking ever. And every week you have some sort of something that you're, you have to do. Yeah. And this is something I have to remind myself of a lot because I I tend to be a, yeah, I can get it done kind of person and I forget to set time boundaries for myself. So Mm -hmm. going into like this holiday, going back into California, I have to be really, really careful not to jump from one event and gathering to to another. I really have to make sure that I schedule time for myself in there because even though I am very excited to see everyone and I want to take every second I possibly can to soak in all of those relationships that I have been missing terribly, I will not be an effective friend Mm -hmm. or create an enjoyable experience between the people that I love if I'm not at my best version of myself. Yes. This is going to be crucial for you this year. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I, I feel like I pretty much have it easy. Our, our entire family has canceled the holidays and we are just staying within our family pods this year. And even though there's only six of us, um, it's just going to be the kids and I for the holidays. And so the pressure's off for me as far as all that's yeah. concerned. But for you, these steps are going to be crucial. My God. Yep. 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 
if you need to cancel on me, I'm not going to take offense to it. So you go ahead. Oh, like well. you can take me off your list immediately. Oh, stop it. That's not happening. <laughs> well, good. We'll cancel someone else. Okay, good. Good, good. I'm glad I'm on the higher of the list. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yes. That's if anything happens when I get back into town anyway. I mean, I, I have been back to California one other time and it was poor planning on my part, but you know, school dictates my life. And the only time I was able to come out and visit was during spring break. And that was just coincidentally right when the pandemic started. I think when I was there last, we did another episode discussing mm -hmm. the craziness of the grocery stores and people trying to snatch up toilet paper. It yeah. was just absurd. Yeah. So I didn't actually get to experience a no. lot of family or or any normalcy when I was there last. We had a really fun dinner party planned. Uh, we, yeah. And yeah. I don't, I didn't go to it. I don't know who did, but I was really bummed because not only is Genevieve an amazing chef, but all of her friends are amazing chefs and the dinner parties that they throw are, and when I mean amazing chefs, like I mean that they work at five-star restaurants that are published. <laughs> Some of them are. <laughs> I don't. And, I'm not, but there are. Yes, no, there are people you, like, who make a living are, doing that. <laughs> yes, and if they're not cooking something, they're wine people oh, yes. or dessert yes. people or butcher people or whatever they are. Yep. I love them because of their relationship to food, and we've clearly did you know talked about my issues with food. So when Genevieve comes into town, we get to play with all of the chefs and it's my favorite yep. <laughs> so covid really messed that up and it's not going to do it this time we're going to make sure yep. thank you good yeah. good all right well so on that note are you ready to um go adult this for this week i'm putting my adulting cap on let's yeah. do this thing you ready to pre-plan -pre your your holidays and and figure out what you're going to say to people yep i'm ready and I'm okay. looking forward to hearing what everyone else has done as well. Oh, yes. Please reach out to us. It, it's so fun to hear what you guys have to say about adulting. Let's hear the good stories. Don't hold back any details. No, good <laughs> and fun. In fact, if you guys do this and we get enough of them, we could have a listener's story and we could just come on and read people's holiday stories, which would be... Oh, I love that. Would that be so much fun? I love that. All right. Everyone write in enough stories so that we do can it, do, do that. It, do it. Yes. Okay. We love you guys. Yes. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us. Look for this and other episodes on Apple podcast, Google podcast, and Spotify. Visit letsadultpod.com now for more information on episodes, how to support us and where to follow us. And don't forget to rate, like, subscribe, comment, and share so we can continue to ask the question, are, are we, we adulting, adulting yet? yet? <laughs>